this must seem like a bunch of confusing grown-up stuff to you. Well, sweetie, let me explain. It's harmless phosphorescence. Everyone, this is Throw Smiley, and I would like a juice box and some string cheese, please. Who's joining me this week? Hey, I'm Josh CC, and you love my melancholy ballad. I'm Brian Lesh, and we're going to eat so much ice cream, we'll never stop puking. The only reason we're talking is because you need what's in my head. I'm Alaric Weber. And this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the uh, podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? It's easy. Head over to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got lots of bonus shows there. We've got uh, monthly movies that we do. This month we're doing Beastmaster. That's going to be coming up for us later in the week. Uh, posted for our patrons. Uh, we got music shows. There's some old Star Wars stuff up there. Uh, holiday shows. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. This week, though. It also has the link to our OnlyFans. <laughs> That's if right. If you want to see what's happening below the screen. <laughs> yes. From here down. <laughs> I'm wearing... <laughs> That's the real show. Yeah, That's right. where you can find our monthly calendar. Uh, This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, how long have you been Ant-Man again? Not long. It just sort of happened. I wish I could fight bad guys like you. I seem to mess it up almost every time. Maybe you just need someone watching your back. Like a partner. Dr. Pym, I actually heard what happened to you. You opened up the quantum realm. That's when this crazy could be ghost who like walks through walls and stuff. Stole your tech. And now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need, you would turn to us? Not me. Because we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. The only chance we've got is both of you. Ant-Man and the Wasp teaming up. Follow my lead. She seems more intense. You go low, I'll go high. I have wings. Why would I go low? We're gonna die. I don't wanna die. We didn't die! Hey, what'd I miss? We were just tiny. I was partners with Hank on a project called Goliath. How big did you get? My record, 21 feet. You? 65 feet. 65. 
If you two are finished comparing sizes, 65. Ant Man and the Wasp. It was released July 6, 2018. It has a running time of 118 minutes, cost $195 million, and it made $622.7 million at the box office. So it was a bit of a hit. Um, kind of a mid mid range uh, uh, Marvel hit there <laughs> when you only make six hundred million dollars, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that uh, talking about the box office for the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp means it's time for us to play the box office top ten game. But how much did it make at the post office? <laughs> <laughs> uh 42 35 stamps yeah. yeah that's a lot now <laughs> it is how I, how much does a stamp even cost now i have no idea forever stamps know. a dollar right is it a dollar forever? now i don't believe that it will forever be a dollar but well I, think a dollar. I i feel like you should just load up on forever stamps like because they're forever and they're just going to keep going up in price so it's it's like NFTs. <laughs> They'll never <Yeah>. go down. <laughs> uh, so, All right. This is the box office top 10 game. It's the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of uh, July 6, 2018. The guys here are going to try to guess what movie I am describing based on the description. Are you guys ready to play? Oh, yeah. Yes. After I share that 53 cents is the current stamp price. Okay. 53 Soon cents. to be 57. Oh, it just keeps going. That's, you know, the price of stamps is. <laughs> stamps are the future. That's right. I'm tired of this. That's now. Yeah. I put my I'm all. I, I don't put anything into my 401k, it's all in stamps. <laughs> you just send that to the company that handled. Yeah. Here are more stamps for my 401k. <laughs> like we keep telling you that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you will deposit it. <laughs> All right. So at number 10 for the week of July 6, 2018 at the box office. A man puts together a team to stop a time traveler. Uh, Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool 2, last week's movie. Uh, still <laughs> hanging on in the top 10 about a good what good solid 2 months later. Wow. Um at number 9. Uh an exploration of the life lessons and legacy of a children's television host. Uh, let me be your neighbor. Yeah, yeah, the Mister Rogers documentary. Um, Oh, the documentary. Yeah, not not the Tom Hanks one. Not the biopic. Yeah, the documentary one that yeah came out. (laughs) You're like, did you see the real story about the real Fred Rogers? Well, now let's see Tom Hanks do it. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah, that's basically what it was. That's what happened. I, yeah, I didn't like, see. I just watched two hours of the man himself. But okay. I didn't see either of these, but I wish that the Tom Hanks version was him covered in tattoos. You know the old uh, yeah. rumor of him having sleeves. And he, right. he was like an ex-military operator. Like, yeah. <laughs> and apparently it was... he was notoriously profane, like on the set and you know among friends and things. Which but that's I haven't seen either as well because I'm afraid of the emotional response. Oh yeah, documentary like yeah, I would ball my out. eyes out. I'm 100 percent certain. Yeah, like uh, uh, somebody played him in a cameo in the uh, the new show about Julia Child on HBO. Oh, and, like oh. basically the creation of PBS, and there's a Fred Rogers character, and even that made me cry. Oh, like, man. she's she's bummed out because Betty Friedan gave her shit. And so she's, like, sulking and sad. And he just comes over and he's like, it looks like you could use a friend. <laughs> it down. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, Fred Rogers, man, that dude. Um, George Romero worked for him. Aw. Wow. In fact, George Romero said anybody in Pittsburgh at the time that wanted to break into that media worked for fred rogers he was the biggest mm. so consider that public television but he was the biggest entity in pittsburgh i think still. so i mean he was i do kids still watch him like i i'm honestly curious jude he was on he was still on pbs jude watched him a bit when jude yeah. was preschool but um yeah i don't know if they still do i mean that was that was you know more than 10 years ago now I think the I'm whole so show's great. available on PBS, like online. I don't know if they're showing Probably, it necessarily yeah. regularly, but I know you can pull it up. Gener- I'm so grateful that our generation was was essentially influenced by Bob Ross, Julia Child, and Mr. Rogers. Jim Henson as well, but the yeah. Muppets are their own sphere. Yeah. You know, like those three people, I'm so grateful that I grew up with them in my life. It's yeah. wild. I yeah. can't say that anymore. I can't be like, Thank God I got to know Brian Cranston and Walter White. <laughs> hey, are you guys? This is a bit of a tangent, but it just reminded me. I meant to bring this up offline, but we'll do it on air because why not? <laughs> Have you guys heard about Metastasis? Oh, is this the wait, Spanish wait, version of Breaking Bad? The Spanish language version of Breaking Bad. It is a oh. line for line um, copy of Breaking Bad. Line for line, shot for shot but done in telenovela style, and it is amazing. And it's yeah. me- you said it's Mexican? I don't know mm-hmm. what country. It is Spanish language. I don't know if it's Mexico or like uh, just a well, different Central American country. Because I remember yeah. reading it was notoriously just almost impossible to do in foreign markets because so many places had universal health care. Yeah. And so many places are like, why the fuck would you do that to get cancer treatment? And we're all like, America. <laughs> Yeah, no, but they did it line for line. They just didn't That's care. Wild. It's a, it's a Colombian remake. Colombia, okay. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm checking it out. Yeah, it's amazing. Telenovela style. It is, it is off the rails. I uh, can't wait to are... see their version of Todd. Oh God, sixty-two episodes of this. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it has a two point two on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's true. It was just 2014, I guess. It it didn't last very long. No, they did um, the entire show in one but year. That's what I mean. I think they did it all in they, one year. They just yeah. did the whole thing in one year. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so, 
Yeah. So, all right. All right. Back to the box office top 10. Uh, number eight this week. Um, a small group of former classmates organize an elaborate game that requires some to travel all over the country. This was last week, too, right? No, no, no. This is the first time this oh, was no. on. Um, the Yaya Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> this stars, uh, we got Ed Helms, uh, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Rashida Jones, Hannibal oh, Burris. Like Tag. Tag, yeah. Oh, Tag, yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is the one where somehow Jeremy Renner broke both his arms. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, because it was the friend who had never been tagged before. It's like a real story about a guy. They've been playing countrywide tag, and he had never been caught. And they conspired to catch him and tag him. Yeah. And it's did just he Jeremy Renner in the movie doing or? stunts. I don't think they did like a Tom Cruise leave it in the film kind of thing. But, but uh, yeah, no, no. Jeremy Renner broke both his arms playing this. And yeah. that was like part of like he, there was issues then with Marvel and Infinity War. Like... The stunts are crazy in that movie. Break both of your arms. Yeah. (laughs) And and you don't even have a mom to help you out. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, Son of Edith. (laughs) So that was number eight. Coming in at number seven this week in the box office top ten. Uh... Debbie puts together an all-female crew <laughs> to attempt an impossible heist. Oceans. Nine. Uh, yeah. Sisters are getting doing it for themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it's in Oceans, yeah. Oceans 8. 8. 8. Thank you. Do you guys watch? I think we all do, right? What we, we, yeah, it was below the others. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys watch What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, I haven't watched through season three yet, though. Oh, well, they all go to, you know, Sean, their neighbor, the like knucklehead, you know, Long Island sports. They go to a Super Bowl party. And anyways, they cut back to a scene and Sean's explaining the Ocean's Eleven movies. (laughs) And Laszlo's like, you need to fucking, you fucking better stop talking about the sea. (laughs) 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 And then in Ocean's Twelve, you know. Um, all right, so uh, number six in the box office top ten. An anti-ageist comedy about a man's dream to win the Rucker Classic Streetball Tournament in Harlem. Anti-ageist comedy. Is that a genre? Apparently. I don't know about that tournament. Apparently. Yeah. Um, Old men can jump. This if they want to, but they're tired. This yeah. this looks where, like a where are your knee brace. Wow, it looks like a bunch of guys <laughs> that are made up to look old. Um, weird. We've got sh- this star Shaq, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller. <laughs> oh, I remember this. Fuck, what was this? JB Smoove, Mike Epps, um, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, Nick Kroll's in it. Uh, they all have the jackass old man makeup. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, they do. Um, it's called. Uncle Drew. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I remember that vaguely. Um, wow. Um, so at uh, number five at the box office top ten, 
The drug war on the U.S.-Mexico border has escalated as the cartels have begun trafficking terrorists across the U.S. border. To fight the war, federal agent Matt Graver reteams with the Mercurial, Mer- Mercurial Alejandro. Conservative fantasy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or nightmare. Yeah. Freedom propaganda, the film. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this is a sequel. It stars. Oh, ben- is it Benicio? Is it Sicario or is it the second one? It's 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 the sequel. It's the second one. Oh. Sicario, Day of the Soldado, is what so it was called. The Sun, Day of the Sun. Yeah, Day Soldado. So, Soledad. so what's the first one about? Is it about just drugs? I, it's, I don't know. They're both drug war movies. I haven't seen any of these yeah. movies. But well, the second like, one is about drug war plus terrorism. Mm. Right. God, the government had to have paid them to make that fucking movie. Right, because yes. that became a big propaganda scare. Was that like yeah. people stopped mentioning drugs and started mentioning like, or, we found a Koran in the desert. Is uh, Or is that some chicken in the egg shit where they were like, I saw it on television right. late night mm-hmm. and there was this very real documentary about it starring Benicio Del Toro. Soldado is Spanish for soldier. Oh, soldado. Well, yeah, Sicario is like a capo, right? They're sort of a lower boss. All right, so... um, I I thought thought Sicario was a name. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Well, I heard it in... I watched Narcos, which if you haven't watched the first season of Narcos... Dope, but a lot of mm. um, at number four this week in the box office top 10, America's third political party comes to power and conducts an experiment. No laws for 12 hours on Staten Island. <laughs> Is that really different from normal <laughs> Staten Island? From normal Staten Island. <laughs> it's a lawless. <laughs> Is this the first purge? The first purge, yes. Yeah. Instead of the wants. forever purge, mm-hmm. that's the name like of that jewelry. political party. The first, the 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 third political party. Is it the purge party? Is no, it's the Green Party. It's the, like we should have a purge. It's the new founding fathers of America is what it's called. Basically, yeah, oh, libertarians geez. on steroids is the wow. idea. Do you want to show her a special Christmas? Get her the forever purge. <laughs> Let her murder Jared. her family with no. <laughs> Consequences. It's a diamond tennis bracelet. The forever purge. <laughs> yeah, the first purge sounds like, oh, baby's first purge. <laughs> oh, man. That's something that we're going to end up doing, right? That's a, purge it to that's me. a franchise. The purge is a franchise. There's, like you were saying, though, there's so many horror franchises that we might have to really pick and choose those ones if we do I them. I think we should yeah, pick and choose. I think we'll have because... to pick and choose, but yeah, yeah. I love it. I want to do the yeah. purge. Yeah. Oh yeah, Same. yeah. I want to do the human. I want to do the human centipede. Oh god, oh, no. I don't know if oh, I. God, I don't no. know if I can. I don't have the stomach for that, I man. I don't want to, but I might have the mouth and the asshole, like but war. not the stomach Some for things it. have to be done. Oh, oh. that one's rough. I that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. oh my god. I can't. I haven't. Oh, I've never seen him. I have no desire Me neither. whatsoever. That's I haven't we either. gotta. Okay, I got an idea. Not to hash this out on the air, but we should make a wheel. <laughs> we should sure. spin the wheel with horror movies on it, and let the wheel Just choose. franchises. Yeah, yeah. Like, We've I, I Fast I, and Furious is a franchise, but I don't know if I'm physically and mentally prepared. Oh, that has <laughs> so to be the random. first one we do. 
It's so awful. Yeah, it's. I haven't it, seen any of them. It goes so oh, off the I rails see. to my understanding that, like, I'm just so intrigued by it. I I kind of liked the first couple, but anyway. So all right. On. Yeah, moving on. At number three this week in the box office top ten. When an island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to save save some oh. endangered creatures. Jurassic World, the money machine. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, yeah. The yeah. this was a, that was a bad movie. That was a real bad one. Yeah, it was. I just love the first name in the description. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, so hilarious. Brad and Gina. <laughs> yes, I like, go oh, no them. <laughs> Those people, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, franchises, the uh, Jurassic. Those, I'm fine. Oh, I yeah. Start strong. And Those get worse as there. we go. I'm here for it. Yeah, there, talk about there's the so many. Yeah, Jurassic. I watched the first one two days ago. I love that movie. Oh yeah, the yeah. first Jurassic Park is not. amazing. Yeah, I still remember seeing it in the theater. Um, I yeah, dude, I was oh. five and I was terrified. I loved that movie experience. My sister saw it like thirteen times and. She was young at the time. I think she was probably 10 or 11, but like literally my mom would take her to the theater. She'd watch it like three times. I went, I, I saw it with Amber when we were dating in high school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. At number two on the box office top 10, a family takes on a mission which involves. Changes in their family dynamic. <laughs> changes in latitude. Changes I feel, in latitude. I feel like there are a lot of names that you did not say out loud for this I know. one. Like, who are you talking about? Kristen? Well, which, I feel like this is going to be like the the Smith family. You're gonna, there's going to be a name in this description. It's, okay, so uh, Bob must manage the house <laughs> while Helen goes out to save the world. <laughs> Wait, oh, is this The Incredibles 2? Incredibles 2, yeah. Whoa. See, I knew their names. <laughs> yeah. Bob. Bob and Helen, yep. Um, And at number one this week, <laughs> as Scott Lang balances bo- being both a superhero and a father, Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. Okay, Seems that like description great- is out of control that description is fucking bonkers if you have no idea what we're talking about what no is, yeah. if you don't know this movie you're like what is that what is all of that like, what the what the hell is an ant-man no that well, and he, uh-huh. i was just gonna say like we were talking about how crazy it like the descriptions of like um of like the uh 50 shades movies like yeah <laughs> to people who don't know these things that makes no sense so all right that is our box office top 10 that brings us to our comic book and character background, Alaric Weber. Explain to us the things that we need to know. Alrighty. Um, there are a lot of characters in this, several we've seen before, but I just wanted to run through them uh, just, um, real quick to get like uh, comics timeline. Um, Hank Pym first appeared in Tales to Astonish number 27, January of 1962 and was first seen as Ant-Man September of the same year in Tales to Astonish number 35. 
Um, Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, uh, joined Hank Pym on his Ant-Man adventures in Tales to Astonish number 44, June of 1963. Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne were both founding members of the Avengers in the comics. Then Scott Lang first appeared in The Avengers, number 181, uh, March of 1979. Uh, first seen as the second Ant-Man the following month in Marvel premiere, number 47, April of 1979. Uh, Hope Pym, uh, in the comics, was a different version of the character, being the supervillain Red Queen, first seen in A Next, number 7, April of 1999. Uh, Cassie Lang, Scott's daughter, first seen in April of 79 when Scott became Ant-Man. The character would grow up and become a hero herself, named Stature in Young Avengers number 6, May of 2006, then Stinger in The Astonishing Ant-Man number 6, May of 19, I'm sorry, 2016. Uh, after the first movie, she would become Stinger. Uh, she, too, would have the power of size manipulation. Um, new character, Ghost, first appeared in Iron Man number 219, June of 1987. Alter Ego Unknown, the original Ghost, was male. A genius inventor and hacker who wears a battle suit, allowing him to become invisible and intangible. Initially an adversary of Iron Man, would move on to become part of the anti-hero team Thunderbolts. Then we've got Dr. William Foster. First appeared in The Avengers, number 32, September of 1966. Working for Stark Enterprises and later for Hank Pym as a biochemist. So, acquiring the formula for Pym Particles, he became Black Goliath in Luke Cage Power Man number 24, April of 1975. Uh, he would later be known as Giant Man as of 1979, then simply Goliath as of 2006. Uh, Bill Foster was killed during the Civil War storyline, and he was giant size at the time that he was killed, and... Um, it took 38 burial plots to accommodate his body. Is he the guy in a regular Hulk? cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> That's or maybe hilarious. a special Avengers <laughs> cemetery. That seems more expensive than like buying an acre of land to bury him on. Yeah, or, definitely. Uh, just cremate that mother. Um, right. I thought, uh, was he the one that Hulk tore in half? Oh, no. Um, he was killed by a clone of Thor. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. Mm. He's, there he was like, somebody, he was... which is what started off the Planet Hulk storyline, you know, which got the Illuminati involved. Huh. I thought it was Goliath. Yeah, Anyways, I remember Thor putting a hole through him. The the robot clone. Yeah. I knew really there was graphic. something. Yeah, graphic. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Sonny Birch was from the comics. He was a minor character. Um First seen in Iron Man, Volume 3, Number 73, December of 2003. Arrival of Tony Stark as uh, he was the chairman of Cross Technological Enterprises, acquired Stark's tech patents, and proved very inept at utilizing them. Uh, let's see. 
Additionally, the character of Elias Starr, father of Ava Starr, ghost in the movie, um, was a genius intellect supervillain in the comics. Ah, lost my whistle. Uh, um, supervillain known by the alias Egghead. <laughs> Better late than never. I'll always uh, take it. Oft imitated. Never, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, James Wu. Ah, Jimmy Wu. A Chinese-American secret agent who first appeared in the Atlas Comics title Yellow Claw in October of 1956. Wow. Yellow Claw? Oh, yeah, that's terrible. 56. Yeah. Wow. I, love, I love that of course, I love Randall Park, no doubt, no doubt. But oh, I love yeah. that character. I love that character and the way he weaves through the MCU. Yeah, his his uh, um, his uh, Wandavision uh, appearances yeah, are that, great. That was all the... I I hope we continue to see his perspective on things. It's it's nice to see regular people. Yeah, um, Randall Park was telling a story about how um, while he was filming, I don't know if it was Wandavision or this. He was walking down the street one day and someone yelled, hey, Asian Jim. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so racist. Yes, I play a character named Jim. But then he was like, oh, that's right. I was on The Office. Office. Okay. Yeah. He forgot his cameo on The Office. <laughs> He's like, I forgot yeah. I was, was Asian, Asian Jim. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, James Wu and other characters from Yellow Claw were brought to Marvel um, a decade later with Wu joining S.H.I.E.L.D. in 1968. Woo. And that's all I got. All right, thank you, Al, for that. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, for that uh, comic book background. That brings us to the production of the film itself. Uh, this movie was directed again by Peyton Reed, who directed the first one. Writers are Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Uh, they uh, were. Uh, they also were writers on the. Uh, um uh Spider-Man Homecoming um noise uh they were in community they they were a writing team they did wrote on community also and also getting a writing credit is Paul Rudd nice yeah um well again we were talking last week you know an improviser like that you know Ryan yeah. Reynolds is quite accomplished but fucking a Paul Rudd man yeah oh yeah Paul Rudd it, is it's, uh, I watched the director's commentary on this, and Peyton Reed was saying that uh, Jimmy Woo, uh, Randall Park, and uh, Paul Rudd are equally oh, I bet. at improvising. And he was just like watching them work together was the most incredible thing. Their timing just, is great. Yeah, you just let them run, and they just uh -huh. do their own thing. Yeah. They, they have a lot of chemistry, like those two. They do. Yeah. The yeah. end. The, the end. Like, I'll see you it? <laughs> Do, do you want to go out and hang out? Maybe. Uh, Would you want to? Or get, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll see you next time. I'm arresting you. It's so great. <laughs> I also want to just like throw in how cool and weird is it that like the show community was basically a farm team for the MC, right? <laughs> yes, for I, real I love man. Community from the pilot, like honestly, in sitcom pilots can be rough, but yeah, no, Community is one of it, it was just one of the best. TV shows ever. I mean, it, it no. dipped in quality here and there, but like it, it was so good. 
Now I want to see the Prince Namor movie directed by Chevy Chase. <laughs> With Chevy Chase as Prince Namor. Prince Namor. <laughs> Shirtless, <laughs> swimming. <laughs> Uh, so uh, on our cast, we've got uh, returning Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, Michael Pena as Lewis. Uh, we got Walter Goggins as Sonny Birch. Oh, beautiful. Is this treasure. our treasure? National treasure. Is this our first Walton Goggins on this show? I think so, yeah. I think so. Wow. I, yeah, I can't believe we haven't talked. Oh, wait. Wait. No, no, no. He was in Crow Salvation, but we didn't do that movie because it was <laughs> direct to DVD. Um, oh. So, um, yeah, our first Walton Goggins. Crazy. Um, Love that, dude. Yeah. Um, Walton Goggins, like, oh, God, he goes way back. Um, he was on, uh, let's see. Um, Even his teeth. Yeah. He played, he played Seabiscuit. <laughs> Uh um let's see. It was in uh the he was in the next karate kid. That was one of his first movies. Um oh, yeah, uh let's see, Shanghai Noon, Joyride, The Born Identity. Uh ha- like uh, he's just a character actor in he, like everything. He chews up the hateful eight. Yes. Like, oh so, yeah, man. Somehow he's uh, this is weird to say, better than Sam. Jackson, which is hard to fucking yeah do. He's yeah, and then of course all the Danny McBride, Jody Hill projects. Yes, yes, baby Billy in the most recent. Yeah, vice principals. Oh, I'm sorry. And the first time I took notice was on Justified, which if you haven't watched that show, it is. Yes, he played Boyd on Justified. Boyd, yeah, so good. (laughs) Son, and his mother is. Acclaimed character actress Margot Martindale. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, oh, and he was also he uh, he he did do a guest spot on Community in, for one episode too, bringing it back. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Walton Goggins, man, um, character actor extraordinaire. Um, let's see. Uh, Bobby uh, Cannavale back as uh, Jim, the uh, Maggie's. Judy Greer's husband. Stepfather. Yeah, Yeah, Judy Greer's Maggie. Um, T.I., back as Dave. Yup. David. uh, Oh, my God. Andrew just pointed out Walton Goggins. I forgot. He plays a uh, transgender prostitute on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, wow. God damn, he's so good in that. All right, carrying on. Uh, Yeah, so um, David Datsmalchian as Kurt. Hannah John Kamen as Ava slash ghost. Um, let's see. So she she was in Ready Player One. Um, she was on the TV series oh. Killjoys. Um, she was Ornella on Game of Thrones. I don't even remember who that was. Um, oh, my God. She was a First Order officer in The Force Awakens. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So, um, she's currently in the, uh, not currently. Most recently she was in the, uh, Brave New World series, which I only just now learned about. And that's cause it's on, it's a Peacock <laughs> series. Oh. Yeah. I would have watched that 
Peacock. If I had heard of it. Yeah. There's so many things like Peacock, Paramount Plus. Like, I have no idea what's on those. <laughs> all I know is Peacock has all the Chicago's. Yeah. yeah. Somebody made a Catch-22 show. Yeah, yeah. With George Clooney. Sure yeah. He, he produced it, probably directed. The amount yeah. of things that exist that, like, I would have, like, lost my mind over, like, 10 to 15 years ago that I simply haven't gotten around to is insane. Yeah. Yep. It's too much television. It's too much. I, have we reached... Don't peak, ever say that. Have we reached peak TV? Because that's... No, no. That's there was that theory that uh, I can't remember what producer like had the theory that we're going to like peak oil. We're going to reach peak TV where there's so much TV we can't possibly um, keep up or pay attention. And then it's going to start diminishing the amount of new like prestige TV there is. I think that's called the Phantom Clown Theory. <laughs> um, Abby Ryder is uh, back as Cassie. She is absolutely kills it. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. She's currently playing Margaret in the Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret movie, which is coming out this year. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now it's just a, a one. No. <laughs> Are you there? Are you there, God? Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> Stop writing, yeah. please. Uh, Why is that dude the authority on having your period? <laughs> uh, um, as we mentioned, Randall Park plays Jimmy Woo. Um, is this wait? Have we talked about Randall Park previously? Um, I don't. I think we did. Right? Was he the first Ant Man? He was in the first Ant Man, right? Was he? Was he? I don't think he was. He, I think this is Jimmy Woo's. Is this Jimmy Woo's first appearance? Yeah, this no. is his first appearance. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Randall Park. I mean, of course, like he was. Uh, um, <laughs> he was Asian Jim. What was it? On the office. Was that yeah, fresh show? off the boat? Is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's. See. I mean, he he he's kind of just started out working his way. Um, like he did a lot of guest spots and TV shows throughout the two thousands. Um, he, yeah, he's on drunk history a lot, which is yeah. fun. when they needed an Asian character. They just, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. He was in the, he was in super ninjas. I forgot about that show. Um, he, uh, he did, he was also in community for a couple episodes. Um, he, uh, did some robot chicken work. Um, oh my God. So much TV work. His, it just goes on and on. Um, oh, I forgot. He, uh, yeah, he did a guest spot in Lower Decks. Huh. Um, but uh, he on Lower Decks, he it was just a one episode one. He played uh, the <laughs> the Apergosian High Leader. Huh. <laughs> um, go back and watch all Lower Decks again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's in he's in everything. I feel like um, he was in. Uh, as far as movies goes, he was in Neighbors, Trainwreck, um, The Disaster Artist, <laughs> the Lego Ninjago movie. <laughs> um, we'll see him again um, in not too long. Uh, in the He's in Aquaman. Hmm. Uh, really? Yeah, apparently. Is Ninjago a play on Ninja Go? Go Ninja. Go Ninja I think Go. so. Yeah. I don't know. Jude swears that Ninjago is really good, but it's something he watched 
like in his preteen years, so oh, I don't the, trust the, it. The, yeah. the show. I was like, they're toys. Yeah, they're toys. You're they're your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're Legos, but ninjas. Weird Lego TV. Yeah. <laughs> On the side. That's their side hustle. Yeah. We've they got our Legos. Yeah. We've got Michelle Pfeiffer. We haven't seen her since um Batman Returns. On this show, that's right. Yeah, that's right. it's been a it's been a minute. Uh, Lauren, she's a great great casting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She was great. It's great to see her playing against Michael Douglas. I um right. Yeah, this was their original hope when they uh, or not hope. Uh, I'm sorry, bad choice of Janet. words. Janet. Janet was who they intended. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is who they intended to cast uh-huh. as Janet. Um, when they showed her in the first movie, her eyeballs uh, in that scene. Uh, yeah, uh, Peyton Reed said, "I don't know, make her look like Michelle Pfeiffer." Mm. Long awesome. before they had ever touched base with her to see if she wanted to do the role. That's awesome. So, Perfect. Casting. Some things just work out for Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say it's <laughs> when another. When, when you can throw three hundred million dollars at a movie, something's going to work out for you, right? Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne as uh, Bill <laughs> Foster. <laughs> you did it. Still, <laughs> that's like CC level, like of the, of the fish clan. Yes, he is the fish, fish born. born. He's fish burn, Lawrence Fishburn. Uh, so he's also in Aquaman, right? It's because he's, because he's fish born. born. <laughs> uh, he comes on the king tent. Uh, what's the last time we saw him? What did we see him in? Oh, Batman v Superman. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's very white. I, I was going to say, man. it's been a few times. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we have a running joke now. I uh, Michael Douglas we, is back as Hank Bibb. Did we get some fish born in uh, uh, Justice League? I can't remember. Yeah. Was it, He was in that Perry White was in Justice League? Just briefly, I think, yeah. He was definitely in the, in the Snyder Cut because there oh, was like yeah. 16 hours of that movie. Oh, maybe. that maybe I'm yeah, the, that. The Snyder, yeah, the Snyder Cut is three weeks long. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone was in that. Abraham Lincoln was in that. Everyone. And for some reason, they were all Martian. For some reason, they were all Martian Manhunter. Or named Martha. Yeah. My dad's name is Martha, too. Both my parents' names were Martha. It was Martha and Martha. I am the Martha Manhunter. <laughs> Martha Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that rounds out our cast. It rounds out our production. Uh, it means, guys, it's time to jump into the movie. You ready to do Ant-Man and the Wasp? Let's get big. Yeah. Here we it's go. Gonna be, it's going to be so boring. I won't be able yeah. to keep my eyes. So. What else am I going to do on the last day, three days of house arrest? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ashton Kutcher, and you got pezzed. <laughs> Here we go. This is Ant-Man and the Wasp. We open <laughs> with some voiceover from Hank Pym. He tells us about the past. Janet and Hank are leaving little hope. Uh, um, who else kind of wished that they were wearing their old school costumes mm. instead of the ones that look like Scott's? Yeah, that would have been cool. Like the the yeah the helmet, which we see later on in Endgame on sitting on a desk. But like that just would have been kind of cool. That's yeah, it would have been cool. 
Um, they're de-aging. They would have had to think about it back in Ant-Man because this scene was duplicated. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Not the way that I done it, but they would have, it would have taken some I, forethought. I, I read it as the, the suit that Scott wears is the eighties version of that suit. And Hank had probably been doing this for 15, 20 years at that point. And it, so it's probably the one that can shrink even smaller or get quantum or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of practical explanations, uh, but it would have been neat to see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they have to go stop the missile. Like we saw in the first movie, um, they can't get into the missiles casing. So Janet shrinks down to the quantum realm to get in there and stop it. She's lost there seemingly forever. We cut back to the present and Hank is telling hope that he thinks that Janet may still be alive and that he can bring her back ever since Scott went to the quantum realm. Then we get the Marvel fanfare. And we cut to Scott and his daughter Cassie playing. Um, oh, uh, this is Marvel's 10-year anniversary. The Marvel logo mm. is the special 10-year oh. thing. The IO in cool. studios is a 10. That's right. This is the 20th movie. Kind of yeah. neat. Cool. It's crazy that we've got uh, 20 movies already. Do you know This whole sequence with the... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we're, we're now yeah. up to 28 movies plus the series. In the Crazy. MCU? 28 MCU movies plus all of the Disney Plus the, series. Yeah. The series. Wow. Wow. I love it. Um, the whole sequence with Cassie in the beginning. Just so well done. So brilliant. Yeah. That sweet, kid is sweet and funny. Is such a great actor, too. She really nails everything the that fuzz. she was asked to do. I, I love her <laughs> mischievous. I love her mischievous, like like when she sees something and she just looks like devilishly happy about it. Yeah. Paul Rudd's kid. Yeah. 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 I know, buy it like, immediately. It, mm-hmm. Morgan Stark, you could tell that was Pepper's kid. Kind of. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. You could tell who was raising them. Like, it's a well done storytelling thing. Cassie is very much Scott's kid. Sarcasm, mischief. One of my favorite moments, though, that I I caught just like because kids are the worst to film because they stare down the lens. Yeah. Or look uh, at the boom. Yeah. I like paused the movie at some point to like go to the restroom and I came back and she was staring right into the camera Mm -hmm. in this scene. And I just made me laugh so hard. I was like, oh, man, I never would have noticed that if I hadn't just stopped in that immediate moment. (laughs) And you just hear the refrain from Kirby Enthusiasm like they (laughs) <laughs> they do it <laughs> meme videos now. <laughs> uh, so um yeah uh lewis is there planning the future of their security business scott accidentally sets off the perimeter alarm on his ankle bracelet we learn he's his on his name's louise louise <laughs> lewis i'm sorry louise yeah uh we learn he's on house arrest after violating the sokovia accords in civil war uh, J- Agent Jimmy Woo comes and visits. We learn that he hasn't been in contact with the that uh, Scott hasn't been in contact with the Pims. Also, uh, his ex and her new husband are very supportive of Scott. <laughs> I love this new dynamic. It's so much better than well, turnaround. Yeah, man. it's incredible. But, and listen, and dig what took the turnaround, at least for Bobby Kevin, which I love that fucking actor. But yeah, it took Scott having to. Fight Captain America at that airport and all that shit before he was like, oh. I think they've been in uh, support since he 
saved the Cassie. first movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was going to say. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. They cover for him at the very end of the movie too. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, yeah, I, I agree guess with my Alan, point. Like, well, you're right. I was uh, I, wrong example, but like how much it took to earn the respect yeah. of this cop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and not just respect. That guy adores Scott. Yeah, hey, buddy. Yeah. He's always hey. like awkwardly hugging him and shit. Oh, it's so uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. No, um, he, he treats him like his like weird like like stepson almost. We get. I think this might be my single favorite piece of exposition dialogue in the entire MCU. Where? Why are you doing this to my daddy? Oh, oh yeah. Cassie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well done. Randall Park, just dry as hell, man, delivering the whole, the legal but, language of the Sokovia yeah. Accords. Yeah. But you're right, because the, the lazy route, which is done so much, is uh, he and Scott, you know, the, them having a conversation about it again, which would be so ridiculous and unnatural because there was a trial and he was sent it. So using the kid is like, oh, brilliant. Instead yeah. of was like, you know what, Scott? Let me just run through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you're gonna me this. So, and and credit to the writing because this movie it, it leans yeah. on Ant Man and Captain America: Civil War so greatly. Oh yeah. But if you hadn't seen those movies, you don't know why our main character is on house arrest for the duration of the entire film. That's right. the ticking clock of this movie. Like without that, it doesn't make a lot of sense but no. this just boom and now we're off now, now everybody's off. in the boat everybody knows what's happening yeah yep um so and uh let's see he only has three days left on his house arrest we get a montage of scott going through his day-to-day -day activities to uh, the carpenters theme or no it's uh no it's uh, the partridge, not, uh, family. partridge family. Family. family thank yeah. you coming along there's a song that we're singing yeah uh, he falls asleep and dreams of the quantum realm where he sees Janet. Um, he inhabits her body in the past. When he wakes up, he calls Hank on a, uh, his uh, burner phone number, tells him about it. Later, Hope and Hank kidnap Scott, the, uh, leaving a big ant with his ankle monitor on as a decoy. Uh, yeah. Hope's mad at Scott for going to help out Cap in Civil War. Uh, do they ever say his name? Is this Anton? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Anton was a flying ant, wasn't he? Yeah. No, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. But there was there was the giant ant at the end of um, the first Ant-Man. Um, that, yeah, that's like, right. That became yeah. their pet. Yeah. I feel like I this is a... Anton. Like I, big talk. I feel like this is a different one because they... Like, this is one that Hope and um, Hank <laughs> left there. I do want the best... I bet the government took that ant after the events of Civil War. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Um, and they, they killed all he the ants in the guard. <laughs> Just shoot the right. ant like Just a cop F shoots a dog. Oh, God. There's an FBI exterminator out at the Lang house every day. Just killing all the ants. <laughs> FBI right. exterminated. Uh, a one block radius. Do you have a possum that crossed state lines? <laughs> All the FBI exterminators. <laughs> uh, so uh, they arrive at their secret lab where Hank is building a quantum tunnel with the help of some ants. Um, <laughs> I, science. I, 
I love this reveal though, Scott. Like, do you do you need money? Do you need help? Because I can <laughs> I can help you. Like he thinks they're squatting. Yeah, but uh, that yeah. also does lead to the question: Where are they getting money from at this point? I have to imagine he's got like secret funds in Swiss Switzerland or something. I don't know. Does he? He probably still owns patents, right? Yeah, yeah, he probably owns. But patents. he's on the I run. Also, How is he going to even collect all that? I I think that well, I don't know, but they can't take him away from you. And has been stealing for fun his entire career. I think Hank? that he's just like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's easy. I just shrink things down. And, Expand them and sell them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's definitely a lot of ways he could, yeah, be making a lot of money on the side. But yeah, anytime anyone's like on the run and has like all this tech in any movie, I always think like, how are they getting the money for all of this? <laughs> Look at all my ant money. He like shrunk like Breaking Bad style barrels of cash just into tiny little Tic Tacs, and they're in a Tic Tac container. Andrea says they're selling black market stuff. Yeah, that's oh most, yeah, because that's sense. how they meet. That's how they meet Walton. Oh yeah, actually. yeah, that's right. Because they have a they have an established relationship with him. Okay. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. All right. So they, let's see. Um. Hank's angry at Scott. Scott tells him he destroyed the Ant Man suit he was using. Um. Hank believes Scott became quantumly entangled. With Janet, when he was in the quantum realm, they have to get a part for the quantum tunnel from Sonny Birch. They give Scott a new suit and head off, but we see they're being followed by a mysterious semi-invisible figure. It's a bar mitzvah suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Hope meets Birch, but Birch double crosses her. She wants he wants to get involved with his uh, research to sell it to the highest bidder. Um, Hope <laughs> Hope wasps out. <laughs> white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. She starts drinking she some white that. wine and, and yeah. complaining about has the help. That's a big sale, but doesn't bake anything herself. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, she fights off Bert and his men. Um, she gets attacked by um, a quantumly unstable masked figure. Scott joins Pretty cool in. Cool villain, I must admit. Yeah, that, and a cool choice to yeah. to go up against, you know, the quantum powered shrinking people. Yeah, someone who can yep. phase in and out phase of things. In and out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they f- try to fight off Ghost, but she escapes with Pym's lab, which has been shrunk down to the size of a suitcase. They head back to Louise's with office. With a handle. Yes, with a handle. So how large is that handle And when it's a normal-sized building? I don't know. <laughs> Very big. Can you, can you, yeah, can you still extend that thing up? Well, I mean, we do see it at the end. It is it is extended when the building expands in the I'm final certain. Phase. I'm certain we talked about this in the first movie, but as cool a, a movie concept it is and looks... When you make it large in a new location, how do the utilities work? <laughs> how does it get hooked up to water septic gas? Well, yeah, and and also something of that size needs a foundation because, like, like when yep. at the end when they put the house on the beach, I just kept thinking like that's gonna like just sink into that sand. You can't just right. put a house on You're sand. Around. It was so close to the edge, yeah. the water. <laughs> All right, carry on, tiny houses. Yeah. Um, so, all right, uh, let's see. They head back to Luisa's office to hide out and regroup. They decide to go to Hank's old partner, Bill Foster. 
Meanwhile, Ghost goes back to her hideout and sleeps in her special glass box. I uh, want one of those to sleep in. It's like a Michael Jackson chamber. <laughs> That's what they are now. Sealed. <laughs> I'd love to sleep in one of those. <laughs> At the university, they meet with Bill, who we find out uh, was uh, shrunk and giant when he worked with Hank. Um, Bill gives them a way to find their lab or an idea of a way to find their lab. Jimmy Woo shows um, up and they flee. Sorry, Thoreau, but Shrunken Giant is also an awesome band name. <laughs> Shrunken Giant. Yeah. Uh, on the road, Hank tells them they can't use Bill's idea because his new suits don't have the proper pieces They're called diffractors. It's the part he needs to track the lab. Scott reveals he didn't really destroy his old suit. It's at Cassie's school because she took the trophy it was in for show and tell. The the original conversation that he then backs out on is like, I, I told I destroyed your suit. You destroyed my suit. It's my life's yeah. work. <laughs> I, I love Michael Douglas' yeah. reaction like, to that. You didn't? Yeah. <laughs> Just equally mad that he didn't destroy the yeah, suit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> can't win with Hank. I, yeah. I love the um continuing thing of um that it's actually pointed out that uh um that Hank has a lot of falling outs with people. <laughs> Maybe it's you, <laughs> Hank. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. Notoriously. Um and I also love like that. In- go ahead, please. No, 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 go ahead, Josh. Well, like even in Endgame, when we see much younger Hank, like it, somebody just called him to say there was a package, and he couldn't have been a bigger asshole to the guy. Yeah, for no yeah, reason. Always a dick. Always a dick. Always. Do you think dick. he was a dick to Wong when Wong shows up in Endgame and is like, "Oh, you have to come and help us fight Thanos," and he's like, "Who the fuck? What? The fuck I don't you? fight people. I'm a scientist." He's like, "No, no, I no, didn't order takeout." Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. And I also like how they poked fun at the um the Marvel uh in disguise thing oh, with yeah. the, oh, yeah. like, the hoodie and glasses. Yeah, they're like you can't just wear a baseball cap and sunglasses and say you're in disguise. Yeah, we, we look like us going to a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. The the Unabomber style. Yeah. Uh so all right. In the school, Scott's suit malfunction. He gets stuck the size of a child. <laughs> adorable sequence just hilarious visual gags yeah it was a lot of fun um they retrieve the suit you look so cute they retrieve the suit. little pocket hey, run yeah hey there champ how was your day at school <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want any string cheese and energy uh, orange cheese yeah, yeah like do you have that though uh, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you have those things yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what i yeah, I mean, seriously, I want a string cheese in a juice box. I'm down. If you have them, I'll take them. <laughs> Anytime there's one available, I'll take it. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I meant to mention, this was the first MCU movie I watched after moving back to Tucson from Milwaukee. It was the oh, first wow. one that came Ooh. out. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Wow, you haven't been as long as I thought. Yeah. We have so many uh, species of ants. Yeah, man. We do. We have a lot of ants. We have a lot of uh, insects in general. In the southwest, did you so uh, take that? Yeah, <laughs> weird flex. Uh, so they retrieve the suit, re- they resize Scott, and use the diffractors to track the lab to a remote house. We find out that Hope's upset with Scott not just because he went to Germany to help Cap, but because he didn't take her with him. Um, at the house, they're captured by Ghost. 
I mean, I I would be upset if I was someone's life partner and and like superhero like superhero fighting partner. A, yeah, didn't didn't take me on a superhero trip overseas. Like I want to fight. On. I want to go help Cap. Come on. You know yeah. how much my dad hates to Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tony said no plus ones. Oh no, wait, he was on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. How proud would Hank have been if uh, if Hope had fucked up Iron Man? I that actually you know what that's happy. that's a missed opportunity for like just a small joke in this movie for him to be like listen I was fighting against Tony Stark and for Hank or Hank to be like all right it's fine then <laughs> right or you should have yeah. called us I would have loved to be there to yeah. watch him lose yeah something like that who doesn't want a trip to Germany <laughs> yeah oh Berlin's airport <laughs> yeah <laughs> beautiful when empty beautiful. So serene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretzels just left out. Uh, so, um, yeah, they discover Ghost can phase even without the suit. She reveals herself to be Ava Starr. Her father, Elias, was another of Pim's former partners who died with his wife during an experiment that went wrong. Bill Foster arrives and reveals <laughs> that Ava's dying and is in constant pain as a result of her condition. They plan to cure her using Janet's quantum energy. Believing that this is going to kill Janet, Hank refuses to help them. He fakes a heart attack and tricks them into releasing some giant ants, which they use to escape with the lab. Um, they go, they find a new spot to make the building big and begin preparations to open the tunnel. As vicious as she is, um, Ghost, Ava, she's not trying to take over the world. She's just trying to yeah. save her own life. Yeah. I said villain earlier. That's a misnomer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's born of necessity. It's not born of malice. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. Or and- personal gain. Talk about like being able to steal if she wanted to. It's unfortunate that she can't um, go along with like later Bill Foster's like we can find another way. Like we can all help. Right. You. Right. We can all help you. But she uh-huh. also only has like a few days yeah. So she's like getting really she's panicking at this point and just wants to do anything she can to yeah. she's, she's a little antsy. <laughs> little antsy. <laughs> uh so um yeah, they Luis calls and needs Scott to help fix an issue with some plans for a client on their security company, so he tells them where they are. Then Bert shows up and uses a truth serum. There's no such thing. Yes. <laughs> To discover Scott, Hope, and Hank's location from Luis and his uh, partners. Birch calls the feds and tips them off as to Pim's location, thinking he can get the lab from the government more easily than from Hank. Meanwhile, Bill and Ava plan to get the lab back from Hank. She only has a couple weeks until she dies from her condition. Ava wants to kidnap (laughs) Cassie to force them to give them the lab. Bill refuses, saying there has to be another way. Do you think she uh, applied with Make-A-Wish to destroy Hank Pym? Like, I would like <laughs> Hank Pym to die. <laughs> Make-A-Wish is like, well... And I want to meet Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> John Cena shows up and he's like, I'm here to help kill <laughs> Hank Pym. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess. You were my second choice. <laughs> uh, um, at the lab, Hank opens a stable version of the tunnel. Um, Hank, Hope, and Scott... <laughs> are able to contact Jana, Janet, who takes over Scott's body and gives them a precise location of where to find her, but warns that they only have two hours before the unstable nature of the realm 
will separate them for a century. Where to find her? <laughs> I like, love the tardigrade field. Is that? Is yeah, that the, the tardigrades. Tardigrade? Yeah. Oh my god! When this came out, Ella was still, you know, a little wee kid, and her friend Anna, who is an awesome little kid, she was a tardigrade and made the costume herself. Aww. She has, she has like, uh, you know, butcher paper that she just filled up, so it was just huge. Aww. I don't know. It's the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever seen. Uh, so uh, Luis calls Scott and tells them that Ghost and the Feds know where they are. Scott heads back to his house as the Feds are on their way there. Uh, Cassie, her mom and stepdad arrive, stalling the Feds long enough for Scott to secretly uh, arrive back at his house. Me- and I love the ongoing gag with Wu about him trying to lo- trying to learn close-up magic and card magic. And, yeah. Yeah. So impressed by Scott. How'd you do it, Scott? What? What? <laughs> the close-up <laughs> magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, meanwhile, in the woods, the FBI find and surround Hank and Hope, arresting them. Ghost steals the lab from the FBI. Scott has a heart-to-heart with Cassie, who convinces him to go help Hank and Hope. Scott arrives, helps him escape custody. They track down the lab. Scott and Hope distract Ava while Hank enters the quantum realm to retrieve Janet, whom he finds alive. Meanwhile, Scott and Hope are confronted by Birch and his men who steal the shrunken lab. We get a big chase sequence. Scott becomes Giant Man. um, I love the Hot Wheels case. Yeah. It's just, I love it. That's perfect. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's great. The the shrinking and growing, all of that is so fun in the action sequences. Yeah, the Pez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because cars, okay, you know, shrinking cars, growing cars, but when they take things that are just random objects, they did in the first one, too, the Thomas the Tank Engine and all that shit. That's when it's really fun, and you're like, "Yeah, he is small." <laughs> well, and they choose- <laughs> it is big. Yeah. They did a really good job at choosing like iconic things instead of like, "Here's a yes. Ticonderoga pencil," right? You know, yeah, or like mm-hmm. a rubber eraser. Here is a Pez dispenser. Yeah. Oh, Pez Hello Kitty. Yeah, because Cassie yeah. had given it to Louis. Yeah. yeah, Cassie gave it to him. Yeah, and yeah, he and obviously the last carries movie it around. Was Thomas the Tank Engine? Hmm. Yes, Thomas the Tank oh, Engine. Yeah, sure. Andrea mentioned we skipped over Paul Rudd's brilliant portrayal of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, when so he's playing Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> um, <laughs> through him. He's playing her character from Married to the Mob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, wait, wait, didn't she? Yeah, no, she had a she had a a uh, Brooklyn accent in Married to the Mob, I think. Well, what's this won't give anything away. What's it called when uh oh dreamwalking? Is that what it's called? Oh when you and, can like walk into other people's uh, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. From multiple um, madness, the, yeah. The chemistry between uh <laughs> the chemistry between Paul and uh Michael Douglas when when he's being Michelle he's, Pfeiffer. When he's playing Michelle Pfeiffer, like he's staring longingly into his eyes. <laughs> yes, there's something he sees there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Paul Rudd is like Kermit the Frog. If you don't have chemistry with him, it's your fault. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Um, 
let's see, Scott's a giant. He uh, gets the uh, lab back, but then passes out. Ava regains control of the lab, allowing her to begin taking Janet's energy by force. Hope shrinks Scott back down to normal and saves him. Luis, David, Dave, and Kurt incapacitate Birch and his men so that uh, Scott and Hope can stop Ava. Uh, we never really mentioned his grandmother had a restaurant with a jukebox that had nothing but moths on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So rad. Okay, back to where we were. Yeah. Uh, Which is why Morrissey plays on uh, on Scott's phone when Louis calls. Yeah. 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 And what's the song? Shit. It's a just a song. Just it's a Smith's tune. It is the Smith. Every it, day is like Sunday. Some, yes. Yeah. Every day is like yeah. yeah. That one. <laughs> but it has a really cool, such a Morrissey title. Anyways, moving. It on. does. It has one of those long Morrissey titles. I think, if I'm not Mor- mistaken, Morrissey is probably most popular in Mexico. And Absolutely. Like South and oh yeah, in Central America. It's crazy the, how the popular Latinx, it is in the South. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, ask, ask Jerry yeah. Wagner. Yeah. Yeah. Ask I mean, any eighties, nineties. Doesn't sound Mo- like a Mexican. Morrissey name, played in Yuma. Yeah. He sold out the convention center in Yuma, and no yeah. one sells out the convention center in Yuma because nobody wow. goes to that kind of. The shit. phenomena is incredible, and it's legit yeah. since the moment they. Yeah. yeah, and it's so it's so crazy <laughs> that that yeah. that's what connected with that culture. It's yeah, yep, it's amazing. I love it. It makes sense though. It's like that lowrider vibe. Yeah, they love his melancholy ballads. It's that it, tall hair. He's, he's got a real Day of the Dead feel. Yeah, he kind of. Oh yeah, every day he's like skeleton from... man. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, um, yeah. So uh, they. They are able. Uh, so Hank and Janet return from the quantum realm. Oh, first of the gang to die is oh, in there dude. as well. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the one I was trying to think of. Sorry, yeah. um, Janet voluntarily gives up some of her energy to Ava to temporarily stabilize her. Um, the cops arrive. Birch and his guys get arrested. Scott makes a suit giant to distract Jimmy Woo long enough to escape and sneak back to his house. Bill and Ava go on the run together. Scott's ankle monitor's removed, and his house arrest is over. He celebrates by visiting his family. The security company gets a big job. Hank and Janet reconnect, building a very unsafe house on the beach. <laughs> yeah, like a three-story brownstone. Just yeah, right there on the edge of the water. You know, did they even check what tide it was or going to be? Well, well, the good thing is time is not going to have any effects on this house. They're just going to shrink it again and move it. You know, yeah, ten feet absolutely. inland. Yeah, that's true. But also, yeah, again, like <laughs> you need a like a foundation. Like you can't just you stick a house on dirt. <laughs> It's, and a fresh water supply. Yeah. And electricity. I mean, maybe they have solar panels or a generator or something, but still. They're like, we just shit in the ocean. <laughs> just Ant-Man and Wasp. Just and, nah, they, the septic Paradise. tank just shrinks all the shit to microscopic oh, size. True. So it never oh fills up. They just send the shit, shit to the quantum realm. They just shrink, <laughs> all, they, they shrink hundreds of gallons of water and then just fill tank with the tens of thousands of gallons that way. I mean, seriously, so the tech in this, like, that's a good point. Like, they could really be using this tech to, like, get rid of a lot of, like, pollution and garbage. Like, there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, they could better. There's a Hexer, lot he could yeah. do besides, like, being fucking Hank and running around. 
like driving mini cars places. You're lucky I'm not beating my wife. <laughs> Be happy with what you get. I think she's lucky. Yeah, it's true. Like, but yeah, We're but all lucky. between Tony and Hank Pym, like the the the, the billionaire scientists of the MCU are actually probably just as awful as our billion yeah. as our, our billionaire just, tech they're, as our giant. real ones yeah. Yeah. billionaires yeah uh so all right um cassie says she wants to oh scott hope and cassie want go to the drive-in um <laughs> to watch them yeah about giant ants um cassie says she wants to help people when she grows up like her dad uh, i wonder if that's a new avengers yeah. young avengers uh I mean, Stature is a new Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. They're building them. Credits roll. But in a mid-credit sequence, Hank, Scott, and Hope, and Janet are uh, planning to harvest quantum energy to help Ava remain stable. Qua- uh, uh, Scott goes to the quantum realm, but while he's there, the other three get dusted. Okay, so this that scene had some of the most intense emotional impact for me in the MCU. Like, it was just devastating. I don't know. Just Scott being trapped there, seeing the dust. Mm-hmm. Um, just, wow. I remember just being, like, gut-punched. Like, the sound uh, of the emergency uh, sirens. Just yes, going yeah. off, yeah. Um, and the TV, the emergency, when uh, we see the ant playing drums, which I yeah. think helps, yeah. but I think it's That's in the after credits, yeah. The emer- yeah, the emergency broadcast system just... Yeah, absolutely. It's... Oh. um. It's uh yeah it 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 hits you it's hard it hits man because yeah he's trapped in there well and this movie ended on such a high note and then we get the post credits oh that, yeah it was oh. such a romp it was such a like fun light romp low stakes and then yeah they hit yeah, you with that don't don't forget this is what was happening mm-hmm. how how long ago was um uh. I, Sorry. Infinity How long War? ago was Infinity War? Uh, our time. Well, it happened. This, it happened was... in 2018. Okay, and this was July yeah. 2018. Yeah. So it was like March to July, right? Something like that. Something like that. Well, wait, wait. Was it? It wasn't. Uh, Infinity War took place over just like a. No, no, no. When when did Infinity War come out in theaters? Oh, in yeah. theaters. Oh, yeah, yeah. March, March 2018. Okay, so not not that long before. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so um I have that's the movie. Um I have one unanswered question. So they were they have to keep giving energy to Ava for her not to phase out of existence. So she's fucked. I, I guess yeah. it's less of a question as like something to point out. Like if she didn't get snapped, she's pretty fucked. Yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, they hadn't figured out her condition just yet. Yeah. The, the people There's who no way to... are gone. Janet yeah. was just... Right. Janet's energy no that she gave her was just a temporary measure. They had to keep doing it and keep working on it. So they're yeah, probably going to have to snap her. Yeah. She's probably that snapped, reason. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wonder if we'll find out in Quantum Mania or if that's just going to be a forgotten plot point. Yeah, I mean, like Darren Cross and the the pen particles that, that escaped from Pim labs in the first one. We don't yeah. pick those yeah. up again. No, I don't think it's essential to follow ghost. Yeah. But. And well, and she may end up being on the, uh, what's the, the, the spooky Avengers. 
Oh, the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Dark, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts yeah. The ones yeah. that they're currently teasing. Yeah. So she may be a Thunderbolt member, and that would probably be where we'd see her again. She'd be yeah, cool in that. Yeah. She would. Uh, um. Yeah. That was it. I don't. It was Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was a yeah. the, perfectly. The did, did assure us that Ant-Man and the Wasp would return. Yeah. Question mark. Oh. Yeah. With the slow reveal of the question mark is always a subtle move. Mm-hmm. Might have looked away. Yeah. They're like, don't hold us to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, I have a, an unanswered question, which is, how did they know that Janet was in the quantum realm, and that they could harvest her uh, quantum energy to save Ava? Because when she spoke through Scott, right? Oh no, no. How how did Bill? Foster know? How did Bill and Ava know? Yeah. I think, well, I imagine I, I mean, him and uh, Hank worked together after Janet went there. I imagine he was like, yeah, she's in the quantum realm. It's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> so are you dating anybody here? <laughs> so I don't know how they knew they could reach her and harvest her energy, though. That is a good point. Like, I guess they yeah. just assumed they could. Well, and then they make, they, they leap to the assumption of it'll probably kill her. Also, there, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of assuming those. <laughs> there's a lot of assumptions yeah. they made. Cosmic power, gamma, radiation. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, the they didn't give us a quick like, oh, the nano flux from the radio tubes. You know, yeah. does the hoopies? They normally boots. would give us. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. and the whoopies. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. Know. It was fun. It was a romp. It was yeah, a perfectly yep. MCUable movie. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Any other last thoughts on it, guys? <laughs> we kind of breezed through this one. No, let's uh, rank it. All right. Yeah. We're ready. We can rank it. Um, I'll open up our rankings here. Um, Ant-Man's 21. Yeah, we have the the first Ant-Man at number 21. Um, I guess the first question is, do we want to go above or below that? And which direction do we want to go with this one? Hmm. I, hmm. yeah, it's kind of hard because, like, I feel like in some ways it was a much more fun movie, but in other ways, the first Ant Man was was you know established some stuff that this one had to that this one took advantage of being able to play off of. The first one was a clean heist movie. We knew what was happening. Kind of, they set up the heist. Yeah, this movie was a chase kind of shuffle of who has the bag there was less a height kind of thing this this one had a much more muddled like all over the place plot the first one was a lot yeah. cleaner as far which i don't think the movie suffers from it but no it's still lots of fun it wasn't yeah. confusing necessarily yeah um yeah i don't know i mean i could go either way honestly it's i'm pretty on the fence with this one as to whether it's better than the first or not. I like the first one more. I think the first one I would watch over and over and over. This one's fun though. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Um, Alan, Josh, what are your guys' thoughts? Um, I, I do appreciate hope in a suit. Yeah. 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 Having hope. Um, actively be the wasp was and and really kick ass good. yeah was was really great um, yeah it's yeah. it's hard 
to put it above or below, but it like it would just <clears throat> sorry, it would have to be just above or just below. Yeah, this is almost like Deadpool, where I feel like it's such of a piece that it would have to go next to it almost. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Just, right? Just yeah. Above or below? Which, which, which way we want to go, guys? Um, I like below. Al? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I'll concur. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I recognize Josh's like, can we just get this over with concurrence? No, no, no. I just, no, it's not that. We are putting Ant-Man and the Wasp at number 22, right below the first Ant-Man. I'm so happy this was not called Ant-Man 2. I just want to say that out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have appreciated Marvel's convention of doing that for most of their movies. Like... Right. Yeah. It's not Thor 2, it's Thor Dark World. Yeah. yeah. I mean, other you know, than Iron Man, have they done a 2? issue. Avenger. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, volume. volume 2, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is a very yeah. long <laughs> description. Strange. They Yeah, Strange they feel people. like, like, uh, what do they call those? Like, trade paperbacks, almost? Yeah. Yeah. Where you get a, you get a name instead of, like, Avengers, the one through... 45 mm. right yeah. it's the saga yeah yep. yeah so our, yeah, i mean avengers was age of ultron yeah it didn't have a number yeah, yeah it wasn't Crazy. avengers too yeah yeah so captain america civil war yeah yeah thor yeah. the dark world like they are pretty early without yeah terms of endearment <laughs> to the quickening in the bubble in rampagement <laughs> terms of endearment to two terms to endearment <laughs> the revenge of Dr. Necropolis. <laughs> so, all right. That brings us uh, to the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which means it's time to look to next week. And next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching Venom. 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 Oh, yes. Tom Hardy. Speaking of Thunderbolts, bolts, I really like Tom Hardy. I don't know if I like this movie so so much, but I like him. I I I mean this. It's a little early, but I think Tom Hardy was the only thing that made the Venom movie watchable. But I agree. I agree. <laughs> yep. That's for next week's conversation. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it, guys. Until then, thanks everybody for hanging out with us in Harmless Phosphorescence. This has been your uh, host, Rose Smiley, and let's get out of here before the popo comes back. <laughs> Who are you and why do you know so much about car wash protocol? I'm Josh Cece. I'm Brian Lesh and let's land this fish. Um, I'm Alaric Weber and I may have entangled your mom. Oh. I'm going to go wash have. my undercarriage. Uh, <laughs> you feel the heat coming up? She's extra salty. Uh, I was sad no one used World's Greatest Grandma. I was thinking about that one. That's true. That was on, it's on, my, on my short list, yeah. I wanted to use the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it. Oh, God. Stanley, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Ciao.